Welcome to the Remnant Christian Center's podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message. I want you to turn to Luke chapter 19 here as I uh, prepare to give you uh, some some uh, incredible keys that I believe that I'm I'm labeling this message because I knew it was Journey Weekend and I know it was baptism. There's a recipe for encountering Jesus. Do you know that, that there's recipes for encountering Jesus? You know, uh, there's many. There's, I've entitled this Zacchaeus' Recipe for Encountering Jesus. And we're going to look at the story of Zacchaeus. And it's more than a children's play. It's more than a children's song when we grew up. I'm going to share with you and pray for me. I'm going to try to be short. Yes, that's, that's a miracle in itself. And I want to be able to dissect the scripture and, listen, get our faith high this morning so that when we do our baptism, but praise God, guys, it's warm, right? We got a warmer in there. All right. Thank you, Lord. Now, listen to me. We're going to read Luke chapter 19, and we're going to uh, give, I'm going to give you recipes of how Zacchaeus, listen, please hear me, Encounter Jesus in a radical way. How many want to encounter Jesus, not just halfway, but in a radical way? No? Okay. How many want to, how many, how many, okay. I'm looking for people that are hungry this morning. Don't look at this scripture like it's something that you know. Look at it with fresh eyes. We're going to read this scripture together, and we're going to uh, eschagee in this story because at the end, I'm going to give you a recipe. You know, there's, bi- there's several different people that have different recipes to encounter Jesus. Like the woman at the well, she had a recipe. She was hungry. She was thirsty, and God used that to encounter her. The woman with the issue of blood, she had an issue of blood, and her desperation caused her to get healed. The Seraphonician woman... Listen to me. The Seraphonician woman, she, you know what her recipe for encountering Jesus in a radical way? Her, her, uh, her daughter was severely demon-possessed. How many have a daughter or a son in here? Come on. If they get bound, your desperation will go up quickly. I guarantee you that. That boring lifestyle that you think you have, when one of your family members is bound, you're going to start praising God a little bit more. You're going to start getting desperate a little bit more. That was her des- That was her recipe. It was her daughter getting free. Zacchaeus has a recipe, and I believe that it applies to all of us. And everyone said, verse 1 through 10, look at what it says. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector. I want everyone to hear this. Listen, for he was a chief tax collector and he was rich. Pause for a reflection. He was a chief tax collector and Zacchaeus was rich. He was wealthy. Why do I say that? You'll find out. Because wealth and riches does not satisfy everything. He, the Bible went specifically to say he's not just a tax collector. He's a chief tax, tax collector. And he was rich. Watch this. And Zacchaeus sought to see who Jesus was. Oh, I could do a sermon on that sentence. He sought to see Who Jesus was. I'm wondering in the church if we're pausing every now and then to see who Jesus really is. But he could not see Jesus as he was because of the crowd. Everybody say the crowd. 
and he was short in stature. I'm not trying to make fun of anybody that's short this morning. But he said he was short of stature, and the crowd stopped him or restrained him from, listen, seeing Jesus fully. So then what did he do? Here's a recipe. He, he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree to see Jesus. For Jesus just so happened was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. My goodness. So he made haste and came down and received Jesus joyfully. But when they saw it, they complained, saying, he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, look, Lord, I have given half of my goods to the poor, and if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house, because he is also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save which was lost. Look at me for a second. I'm going to give you a recipe that I saw in this scripture There's about five or six different things that I saw in this scripture that will position us to encounter Jesus, listen, in a radical way. I said in a radical way. Amen? And I want to just get it right off the bat. The first recipe that I see in this scripture is this. Zacchaeus realized that although he had great earthly possessions and wealth, watch this, he realized he was spiritually bankrupt and empty. Look at that verse here. Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Why do I say that? Because I studied a little bit of Roman time tax collecting. A tax collector, especially a chief tax collector, listen to me, was not liked by a lot of people. A chief tax collector, well, we don't like them today. (laughs) A chief tax collector, the more taxes you brought in, The Romans got a little cut on it. So the Romans, now remember Zacchaeus was not a Roman. He worked for the Romans, but he had extra perks from the Romans because the Romans were uh, 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 ruling Israel at that time. And so Zacchaeus, being a son of Abraham, as as you heard Jesus say, was a chief tax collector. Watch this now. He was rich. He had everything he wanted. He could order any type of food. He'd go to any restaurant and not look at the price. He could hang out at anybody. He could do whatever he wanted. But that was not enough to satisfy him. This was a recipe that I feel that Zacchaeus had. That although he had a good life in the natural, he was still spiritually bankrupt and empty. And that caused him to radically pursue Jesus. In a powerful and mighty way. Come on. There was an emptiness, I believe, and an unsatisfaction inside Zacchaeus that drew him to Jesus. He was distinguished. He was dignified. And listen, and and just like Zacchaeus, maybe you have a good job. We take that for granted nowadays. Maybe you have a good job. Maybe you're getting paid pretty good. Maybe you could, listen, you have loyal friends, and you have really good family, and there's very little drama. Or maybe, or maybe you have favor in your life. Listen to me. This is amazing. But none of those things, hallelujah, can truly satisfy our spiritual bankruptcy to get more of Jesus in our life. 
None of our accolades, let's put it more to modern times, what we do for the Lord, the church. You know that the, if you're in ministry, I heard a prophet say this, that ministry can be as addicting as drugs. A platform could be addicting. Your, uh, your gift could be addicting. The, the need for the spotlight could be addicting. And if you're not careful, that can also hinder your pursuit of the one that you're doing it for. We get stuck in serving God that God is stopped being served. And, and Zacchaeus was hated, I believe, and rejected by people. Now, this is fair to say. I wrote this down that because of Zacchaeus' position, listen, that Zacchaeus was battling, I believe, loneliness maybe. He was battling rejection. He was, listen, he was battling um, uh, identity issues. Because people didn't like him. He was, he, here's what tax collectors did at that time. They would charge a little extra so that, that the tax collector, the chief tax collector, could get more for himself. They would charge extra. So what, what, what he had to do was he had to get to a place that he realized he was spiritually bankrupt. And he was popular, but popular for the wrong reasons. And you know that you could be pop, a popular person you could be a, a person uh, that's successful in life and still feel like you're the loneliest person in the room. You could be a popular person in your job. You could be a popular person in ministry. And there's this inner darkness and inner loneliness. Don't be fooled by charismatic charisma personality. Just because, listen, just because you're smiling on the outside, no one sees that you're crying when nobody's there. See, see I believe Zacchaeus was tired of smiling in front of everybody and crying in front of nobody. You go home and, sorry, you, 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 you put up a front in, in public or the spiritual front and you smile and you have it all together. And at night, there's, there's an emptiness. And at night, there's, uh, there's some pain and there's some tears. And I believe that, that Zacchaeus had to realize, even though I'm wealthy, even though I have it all, I cannot stay this way. I'm still unsatisfied. Maybe that's for some of you in here. Maybe that's a recipe. Maybe you need to get a little bit unsatisfied so that you could be provoked to run after Jesus. Now, sometimes, sometimes life happens and strips us from things. And when life happens and strips us from things, we are left in a state of bankruptcy in the Lord. And I don't care if you have a, a, a lot of money or a little money. When you are burned out and hurt, that means nothing to you. You need, somebody, you need a reality to fill you. The first recipe is to realize that we need to be hungry for the Lord, spiritually bankrupt. No matter how many years we are serving the Lord, we must realize that we don't get it, have it all together all the time. And that's why I'm proud of some of the you journey people, some of you guys that I've known for a long time, and you guys decided to go to a journey weekend. That is the spiritual bankruptcy realization. The Bible says, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. For they shall be called the sons of God. The ones who are poor in spirit. Who will I look on in Isaiah? Those who, who tremble at my word and those who have a contrite heart and poor in spirit. He goes, that's what I look at. I want to start a series one day called Agents of Attraction. Because I believe that there's things that the Bible actually calls that Jesus and the Lord sees that actually draws more of his presence to us. 
And if we are spiritually, when we know, sorry, that we are spiritually bankrupt without all the other things that try to add on to that, you know what happens? It will cause a pursuit, a desire for, to pursue God in a radical way. That's a recipe. And I feel this from the Lord. Sometimes in the stripping process is because he wants you to search after him. Listen, Zacchaeus was a very successful businessman. Which leads me to uh, this next point. The next recipe, I believe, for Zacchaeus to encounter Jesus and a recipe for us. How many want to encounter Jesus, right? Is that Zacchaeus had resolved. Here's the key now. You got to get this. To, uh, to, he had, I'm going to read it again. One of the things that Zacchaeus had resolved to do to encounter Jesus was to let go of his past and his regrets. Now you say, where'd you get that from? I didn't read that in the Bible. I didn't read it in the scripture. But you have to follow the story as if you were that person. Do you understand that for years Zacchaeus overcharged people? He cheated people uh, of the taxes because he would get extra perks. Do you realize that sometimes in life we have to let go of our regret and our failure? I know past is general, but I want to focus on regret this morning. Some of you have major regrets. That like Zacchaeus had. Zacchaeus, in order for him to start running to see Jesus, which we're going to get to a tree in a second, because that was so radical. Before he even encountered Jesus, he decided to run to see Jesus. But the reason, it, in my opinion, that he was even able to run was that, and see Jesus is because he had to deal with his past failures. I want to encourage you this morning to renounce every failure that you have because it's not your identity anymore. I want to give you permission today to think about your regrets in your past. Think about your failures. Think about what you did to people. Think about your mistakes. And I want you to hand it over to the Lord today so that you can run like Zacchaeus without shame, and I want you to listen, not let your regret or your failures identify you anymore. Your failures do not identify you. Your weakness does not identify you. Somebody said to me the other day, they said, Pastor George, you know, I, there's some things that I have to resolve in my heart uh, before I, I, I come to church. I said, if that's the case, the church will be empty. I will not preach any, any Sunday. We have to make sure, guys, I know this is a simple message, but whatever you fell into a couple years ago or recently, I'm going to give you permission to deal with the, your, regret, your regret, your failures, the things that you failed at in life. I'll give you permission today to deal with it so that you could run with confidence. I believe if Zacchaeus didn't deal with his past, he, was not, he would not have the confidence to run to see Jesus. He would be too condemned. But there's something I believe happened to Zacchaeus that said, you know what? I've overcharged people. I've done people wrong. I have failed. But you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deal. This is a recipe. I'm going to deal with my past. Oh, I feel that from the Lord. If some of you don't deal with your recent past or your long-term past, it will restrict you from running after Jesus in a wholehearted way. I really, I, I, I'm telling you, I want you to think about that and release it to the Lord. Now, this is where I want to get to, is the third recipe, third, fourth, and fifth. The third recipe that I see Zacchaeus had, listen to me. Now, this is important for many of you. Zacchaeus had physical challenges. Everybody say physical challenges. In trying to get close to God. 
Think about that for a second. Everyone that knows me knows my physical challenge. What's your physical challenge? Now, I'm going to break this down for a second. He had physical challenges to try to get close to God, but that did not stop him from pursuing God in a radical way. He sought to see who Jesus was. Everybody say, but could not. Say, could not. Now, I want you to take that graph off, and I wanted to say this. It seems sometimes in life, uh, whenever people try to make a decision to go after God, life throws something at them. Isn't that true? It, it seems like every time we set our hearts to radically go after God, whether this is a journey weekend, whether it's a service, whether it's in a moment of silence with the Lord, and you say, that's it, that all hell seems to break out. The moment we decide to say, I am going all after Jesus, there's some challenges that present itself in our life. Do you realize that it's there because the enemy does not want us to receive the fullness of God in our lives? Now watch this. This is one thing that I got. There's, Zacchaeus had a couple major challenges. Number one, everybody say number one. It was the crowd. Everybody say the crowd. Now what does a crowd represent? It could represent a lot of things. But to me, the crowd, which is a challenge. To pre- Remember, it was, a, it was an obstacle presented to Zacchaeus so that he would not run unabandonedly to see who Jesus was. The first obstacle was the crowd. The crowd, I believe, represents wrong company. The Bible says the wrong company corrupts good morals. Bad company corrupts good morals. You know what what the crowd could symbolize? The crowd can symbolize negative influences in your life. What is the crowd in your life? Is it the music? What's the crowd in your life? Is it people that are giving you wrong counsel about someone that's actually trying to help you? Can I pause and just talk about that for a second? Maybe the crowd is telling you, some, it represents someone talking to you about, I can't believe that, they're, that they're, uh, the, the leadership is putting you in a, in a place where you're not serving right now until you get healed. Well, you better thank God for that leader. If someone is talking to you about, man, I just don't like the rules that they do, and I don't like the well, that's a sign of lack of submission in your life. You better thank God that God is trying to break that out of your life. And so, so the crowd could be wrong thoughts. Why did Pastor George be so hard like that? It could be the world. It could be addictions. The crowd for you and I could be wrong influence. Watch this. It could, it could be entertainment. That's the crowd. Everybody say the crowd. The crowd was a huge obstacle for Zacchaeus to see Jesus. Now, before I go to the second obstacle in this, in this ingredient, I want to ask you to think about what your crowd is and be honest with yourself. Is your crowd an, uh, an unbridled restraint, in a sense, unrestraint desire for the world? Do you just let yourself go just in the name of grace? Is your crowd maybe... Uh, the thoughts of complaining, the thoughts of anger, right? You know what the other thing was? Now, this is really good. The other challenge that Zacchaeus had was he was short in stature. Now, wait. Uh, again, I'm not making fun of anybody that's short here. But the Bible says he could not see Jesus because he was short in stature. What does that mean to me? Because when I was looking at this, 
this is what came up in my spirit. It's something that he was out of his control that Zacchaeus was born with. And there are things that are out of control that we were born with or things in this life that happens to us that are out of our control. And if we don't realize that there's things that we can't control, we will never pursue Jesus like Zacchaeus did. We have to realize that there are some things in our life right now that has happened to you that is out of control. Put that slide up. We all have things in our lives that happen to us that are out of our control. There was no injection that could be put in Zacchaeus for him to grow higher. There was no pill that he could take for Zacchaeus to grow higher. The Bible says he was short, and because of the crowd, he was the shortest one. He could not see Jesus, who was just probably a couple yards away. He knew that Jesus was coming, yet he couldn't get a hold of Jesus because of the crowd and because of something that he was born with, watch this, that was out of our control. Zoom in at me. The things that are out of our control is like things like a divorce. You know what? Divorce happens, and it's not pretty, and it's hurtful. But we have got to be able to not let that control us from pursuing God because there are certain things that are out of control. I hear, I, you know what I've learned in life? That you could change yourself, but you can't change another person. You can't make another person love you. I can love you, but you don't have to love me. And there's nothing I could do. It's out of my control. Oh, my God. There's, it's out of my control for me to love you and then expect you to love me back. That's out of my control. And if I get offended because I love you and you don't love me back, then I am stopping the ingredient to pursue Jesus. He said, they said he couldn't see Jesus because of the crowd and because he was short in stature. There are things that are in our life that are out of control. Watch this. This is what the Lord told me today, this morning. The things that are out of control for you is maybe a death of a loved one, and you're still mourning that death. I, I, I want to be careful because I don't think this, this person is here, but someone that doesn't go to our church, he came to me in desperation. Doesn't go to our church. He's a grown man. And he said uh, to my neighbor, because my neighbor, all my neighbors know I'm, a save, I'm saved and I'm a man of God. I don't say that uh, pridefully, but they all know me, PG, PG, all my neighbors, PG, PG, PG. And so I get a text the other day and said, PG, could you come out? Uh, someone wants to talk to you. And I started talking to this guy who I, who I only met one time, and he says, Pastor, he knew I was a pastor, so I came out. after. It was a long day. It was a Sunday. I was tired. He said, could you come out? It's important. I came out. Listen to me. Listen to me. And he, this man began to cry, and he says, two years ago, I lost my daughter who was in her 30s, and she was in the shower. I, was, I live five minutes away, and she said, Dad, hurry up. Come and get me. I can't breathe. She was having a heart attack. He, he, stopped, he stopped at every red light, he said. He's a grown man, and he's crying. Listen, listen. He, and and, 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 uh, and he, said, he said every night, when he, actually when he got there two years ago, she was dead. And they tried to resuscitate, and her daughter, who was five years old, was sitting there watching her mommy die. And this grown man said, I keep replaying that scene over and over. And he's crying, and he's crying, and he's crying. And, he's, and I, he said, I don't have peace. Every night before I go to bed, that scene replays every single night like a movie screen. And I said, my brother, there's certain things that you can't control. And I want to do this. And I said, because I'm seasoned, you know, the, this is another sidetrack. The Bible says, be ready in season and out of season. 
Be ready to give a word to those who are weary. The Bible says, I've, I've given the tongue of the learned Isaiah so that I could get a word in season to those who are weary. So you know what I did? I started telling him there's things that are in your life that you can't hold on to anymore because they're out of your control. Unfortunately, you can't get her back. What are you going to do with that reality? He was short, but it didn't let him stop him from pursuing God. You had a death in your family, but you need to start pursuing God and don't pause. Don't pause. Don't pause your pursuit. You've had, you've had a divorce or you're, you're, there's, a, there's a miscarriage. I heard that right now. There's a miscarriage and you are paused in that pursuit. And I grabbed my phone and thank God I used to do uh, uh, inner healing and, uh, and our, our DNA of this house is inner healing. So I grabbed my phone and I went over the five R's of restoration, repentance, release, renounce, replace. And each one, and when I said this, when I said this, say this after me, grown man right there, no music, grown man party, people partying over there, worldly music, and I'm here in the corner and he's like, I need help. And when I asked him to renounce it, I said, renounce the lies. I am not responsible for my daughter's death. And I picked that up in the spirit. He goes, I. Because he was subliminally believing a lie that if he would have got there earlier, she she would have been saved. And he was blaming himself. Grown man crying got deliverance right there in front of my yard. Because I got him to understand that there's certain things that are out of his control. I want to encourage you today that if you've experienced something that is out of your control, stop holding on to that. Let it go. Ask God to heal you, but start running to Jesus. Zacchaeus was short, and he couldn't see Jesus because of the crowd. But what did he do? He ran anyways. But listen to this. Listen to this. He, he ran in a place where I believe is going to get us to encounter Jesus in a radical way. He not only ran. Now watch. Here's a, fourth, here's a fourth recipe. Are you getting something? He had to let go of his pride and reputation to be willing to, be, to go great lengths to see Jesus. Why do I say pride and reputation? He ran ahead and climbed into a sycamore tree. Watch this. I'm going to get somewhere with this to see him. Zoom in at me. Do you know what that is the equivalent of today? We read that. We're like, oh, that's so nice. That's so cute. He was a rich man with rich attire. He was a wealthy man. His reputation was a chief tax collector. I'm wealthy. I'm above you. That was his reputation. He had to let go of his pride and act like a fool and run to a sycamore tree. When people are saying, what is this fool doing? He's probably pushing the crowd away and he's finding the sycamore tree. But listen, that's as equivalent today as a businessman with a three-piece suit on with a tie on running frantically, finding, trying to climb a tree just so he could get in a spot to see Jesus. That is humility. You have to have great humility to walk in your business suit, in your wealthy attire to say, this is not satisfying me anymore. Move out the way. Some of you got to say, move out the way this morning. Some of you have to say, crowd, move out the way. Past, move out the way. Insecurity, move out the way. Lack of identity, move out the way. Wrong friendships, get out. I'm running to see Jesus.
He had to let go of his reputation. Some of you, uh, please, I, I'm, I'm your pastor, so I'm going to say this in love. Don't, don't be mad at me. I'm not trying to be mad. Some of you are pr- too prideful to let go of your reputation because you're more concerned about how other people see you all perfect with, and, 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 and not pursuing Jesus with all your heart. Let that mascara run down. Let the boogers run down. Let, let the makeup fall. Let that wig fall a little bit. Come on. Shake it off for Jesus. Don't worry about what people think about you. Let go of your reputation and run, run, run. But he just didn't. Come. Listen, listen. Whenever, whenever we get our, set our heart to seek after Jesus in a radical way, God, put that point up, God will make a way for us to encounter him. Oh, my. Here's what's going to get good. Here's what's going to get good. Look, when we let go of our pride and are willing to go to great length to seek Jesus, God will make a way for you to encounter him. Why? Why? Because it wasn't just any tree that was there that just so happened to be there. Oh, my God. Because a sycamore tree is not a regular tree. It's not a high tree. A sycamore tree... His has, is strong but has low limbs so that short people could climb on it for just a time that it happens. And I feel like, you look, put, put that picture of the sycamore tree up there. I want you to see the sycamore tree. Look, 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 look what the sycamore tree looks like. Look at, the, look at those trees. Look at that, look at that, look at that. Look at that. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I believe that that sycamore tree was planted on purpose by the Lord and put it in the heart of somebody years before Zacchaeus was born and put it right there on that road because he knew that at one point that tree's sole purpose was to be able to host a short man that couldn't see Jesus and was able to be a tool so that he could see God whenever it just so happens that a sycamore tree was right there on the road. It could have been a cedar tree. It could have been a tree of Lebanon. There's a lot of trees. It was a sycamore tree. In other words, God says, I am going to make sure I provide a vehicle for you to encounter God. If you're radical enough, if you let go of your pride, if you let go of your, your reputation, oh, all of a sudden, sycamore tree. If that sycamore tree had a calling, it was that purpose right there. That sycamore tree grew and just said, I'm waiting for Zacchaeus. Come on, Zacchaeus. Because he knew, the Lord knew. Could you imagine that? The Lord, way before Zacchaeus was born, put it on some farmer's heart. Plant it right there. And it takes a long time, for many years to get to that size. Many, many years. And then all of a sudden, Zacchaeus was born. I want the worship team to start coming up here. And Zacchaeus was born, and many years later, the Lord knew that even though he was wealthy, that he saw his heart. He saw a heart that was desperate for God, but yet confused by his surroundings. And he was, uh, and he was uh, guilty, and just so happened to plant a sycamore tree for a short man to rise up on it. Come on, give God praise. proud of myself. I'm doing good in time. Everybody say this after me. When I let go of my pride 
and I'm willing to go to great lengths to seek Jesus, God will make a way for me to encounter Jesus. All he's waiting for is your pursuit. Then he'll provide the sycamore tree. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. He's waiting for you to be desperate, realize that you're bankrupt spiritually. Remember, he was wealthy, but yet he still had a need. I said he was wealthy, but still he was empty. You're not saying amen to me. He could get anything he wants, but he realized I'm bankrupt. You know that most people, uh, unfortunately, that have a lot of wealth, they say, well, I don't need, you know, I got this. I don't, I don't need the Lord. I don't, need, I don't need the Lord. He goes, I desperately need the Lord because I've tasted of wealth only and it's still empty. That got two amens. And then he let go of his reputation because he was a businessman. Then he let go of his regrets because he was a chief tax collector. Watch this. And as he started to pursue Jesus, pushing the crowd away. Do you understand that he had to push the crowd away? He climbed up a tree. Now watch this. Watch this radicalness, if if that's even a word. He climbed up this tree, full-blown wealthy attire, and now he's above everybody, and he sees Jesus coming in the corner. He's like, oh, God, maybe he could see me. And he didn't even say, Jesus, son of David. Like, you know, he didn't even say anything. He just was there like, I want to see this man. What is the talk about this man? No one ever talked like him before. I've never seen anything like this before. And look at, what the, look at this next key. Oh, I'm getting good here. The result of Zacchaeus' spiritual recipe. Watch this. Put it up. Please hear this. This is important for you. Are you getting this? This is your recipe. The result of Zacchaeus' spiritual recipe to seek Jesus in a radical way resulted in the Lord calling Zacchaeus by his own name and inviting himself to visit him and his family. Let me paraphrase. Without his permission. What does that look like for you and I? Could you imagine your pursuit being so radical like, I'm just, I'm paraphrasing. I, I, can't, I can't say this in the Bible. But I believe sometimes our radical pursuit of God gets God's attention. Like, I believe that he's like, look at that boy. I believe all the angels in heaven going, what's, what's up with this guy? Oh, my, oh, oh, no, oh, my God. And he just willing to make a fool out of himself. When you're, uh, hear me, don't, don't, get, don't get it twisted. When you're willing to make a fool out of yourself, be undignified. And not careful what people say and go all after God, it will draw God's attention without you having to do anything. Now, watch this. This is key. This is key. Watch this. What if your pursuit was so strong that God invites Himself to your house, not only to visit you, but for your family? What if your pursuit for God draws the presence of God so strong in your life that He says, Hey, now watch this. He did a couple things. He called them by his name. He had not, there's no record that they had ever met before in their life. And he looked up and he saw the radicalness of Zacchaeus. And I can imagine Jesus going, boy, he really wants to see me. He's gone through great lengths to see me. Zacchaeus, come down. For today, watch this, I have to come to your house. By the way, I'm not, I'm inviting myself, Zacchaeus. You don't have to invite me. Your pursuit already invited me. Your hunger already invited me. I could tell you want to see me. So guess what? Your pursuit is not only going to touch you, it's going to touch your family. 
What if you pursue God with such strength and radicalness this year? Unabandonment, without, listen, embarrassment, without holding back. What if your pursuit of God was so radical that his presence will come visit you and your family? Remember the Philippian jailer? What do I got to do to get saved? Believe on the Lord, and you and your household shall be saved. Remember the Paul and Silas when they were singing, famous story, and the Bible says when they were singing, not only their chains fell off, everybody else's chains fall off. Woo. What's the key? Notice Zacchaeus didn't rebuke demons. Zacchaeus didn't say, come Lord, come Lord, come Lord, call him. He just was radical. He saw this businessman up on a tree, and it drew the hunger of God into Jesus saying, I see that hunger when nobody else sees it. I call you by name and I don't forget about you. I don't forget about you. Jesus is still calling you by your name and today he's saying, I have not forgotten where you're at in life. If you were just allow yourself to start pursuing me and don't stay stuck in that hurt, you will see that my presence will come into your house and change your life and change your family. When I got saved in 1990, really 1991, it was a tough road. But eventually, I said eventually, as I stuck it through, as I kept coming, even through persecution, I started leading my mother, my father, and all these people to the Lord. My mom, who may be watching now, she watches every Sunday, and she gives tithes to the church. I love you, Mom. Who would have thought? Who would have thought, Josh? Who would have thought, Sandra and John? 30 years ago, when I was getting persecuted, that one day, not only I get saved, but my family will be encountered because of the presence of Jesus. It took a long time. Those of you who are believing for your family, I want to give you a recipe. Stop complaining about what they're doing. They're supposed to do those worldly things if they're in the world and start pursuing Jesus, start creating an atmosphere in that home, start pleading the blood of Jesus on the pillows. I know that's old-fashioned, but put on some worship music where they're not there and invite the presence of God. Next time they come in, they're like, it feels different in here. And you're like, that's because I'm, I'm working that atmosphere. Come on, come on. Look at Isaiah 49, and I'm, I'm going to be done. Look at this. I'm doing good. Lord, thank you for that grace. Watch this. Everybody say, but Zion... Look at Isaiah 49, verse 14, if you're following along your Bibles. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me, and my Lord has forgotten me. Now watch the response of the Lord. Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget. Look at this. Yet I will not forget about you. See, I have inscribed you on the palm of my hands. And your walls are continually before me. This is a word for somebody today. I have not forgotten about you. Can a woman forget about her son from the womb? He said, I have inscribed you in the palm of my hand. But Lord, I'm going through so much, I don't even see it. I've inscribed you in the palm of your hand. Listen to what Zacchaeus did that I believe many of us are not doing. He did not stop until he encountered Jesus. He let go of his pride. He let go of his 
identity problems. He let go of his re regrets. And there was a sycamore tree that just so happened to be there. He climbed up, saw Jesus. God visited him. Now listen, this is where I'm ending. And encountered him. Now watch this. I, I, need you, I need you to listen to this before we baptize the people in just the next five minutes. The result of a God encounter, here's a slide, is a changed lifestyle. Hear me. Not goosebumps. Not, not, not falling down. Not shaking. No, no, no. The result of a God encounter is an absolute transformed life. Going from darkness to light. Leaving those addictions. A true encounter means you are no longer identified with that worldly lifestyle. It's changed behavior. There's people that come to church but don't get encountered by Jesus. Coming to church, even going to a journey weekend, does not mean that you have it in, in freedom in your life. You've got to encounter Jesus in a fresh way. In 2023, open up that Bible again. Get a Bible plan going on. Start reading. Put the dust out of that Bible. Begin to fast. I'm fasting right now and it's hard I'm fasting for 21 days me and my wife and we go out to dinner and now we know what you feel like ready because we're like we're vegan stuff you don't have it oh my god oh my god but I'm hungry for God and even though I want to get a cookie <laughs> there's no cookies in my house I'm searching for cookies and it was gone you know why <laughs> Because even though my body is saying, you're hungry, go eat some sugar. My spirit said, if you endure a little longer, you're going to break through that flesh. You're going to break through that thing. Come on. You're going to break through. If you pursue me, if you fast, God sees, I see your fasting. I see your radicalness. I'm about to say, come down. I'm going to come to your house. Come on, everyone stand up. Come on, everyone stand up. Come on. I want everyone to stand up. I want everyone to lift up your hands right now. Come on. What's your ingredient to pursue God? We're going to sing a song. And then when I feel that, we're going to start baptizing people. I want everyone to lift up your hands to the Lord. Come on. I want everyone to lift your hands to the Lord. How are you pursuing God? How are you pursuing God today? Are you letting go of your pride? Come on. Are you spiritually bankrupt this morning? Do you realize that today is your day? That he's going to call you by your name and visit you in your house. Come on, say, I'm going to pursue God like Zacchaeus. I'm going to be radical in my pursuit. Come on, lift your hands. I want you to begin to pursue God right now through worship. I want you to get hunger back. I want you to get desperation back. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Jesus, Jesus, come on. Thank you for tuning in. For more information about us, please visit remnantchristiancenter.com.